0: we thank you for the songs that have been sung, we thank you for the prayers that have been prayed, we thank you for the opportunity to worship you in giving, and now as we look into your word, we ask that we'll fall upon the good soil of our heart and that we will grow thereby, and that you will be delighted in our growth. We thank you and we honor you for it all. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. All right, we are now into episode number four of our series called Family Five, Five Foundations of a Healthy Family. And our goal today is to, again, emphasize how important the family is to the health of any nation, any uh, body whatsoever. The family is so important. It is the framework. My opening statement for today is every member of your family is important, and we should strive all, and we should all strive to serve one another. Every member of your family is important, and we should all strive to serve one another. Now, when we started out, We started out with episode number one, and episode number one, the subtitle was, Put God First. Then when we went to episode number two, we talked about provide for each other. Mm -hmm. Last time we were together, episode number three, we said, Have Conversations About God. And today, episode number four is very simple. Serve each other. Serve each other. Now, we're gonna. I don't think we're going to be that long today, but I think it's going to be very enlightening to what we're going to discuss. Our definitions, as we have had before, I actually added one this week because I wanted to really bring out this word. Foundation, that upon which anything is founded, that on which anything stands, and by which it is supported, the lowest and supporting layer of a superstructure, the groundwork or the basis. Healthy, being in a state of health, enjoying health. Highly sound, free from disease. I can preach that part. Uh, uh, Next is family. Family is a group of individuals living under one roof and usually under one head. The group comprising a husband and wife and their dependent children constituting a fundamental unit in the organization of society. And our additional word for today is ambition. Desire to achieve a particular end. Ambition is a desire to achieve a particular end. We're going to be in Mark, the ninth chapter, starting at the 33rd verse. Just a couple of scriptures. As I said, I don't think we're going to be together long today, but what we're going to talk about, I believe it's going to resonate with you well. Mark, the ninth chapter, 33rd verse through the 37th verse, in the English Standard Version says this, And they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you discussing on the way? But they, the disciples, kept silent, for on the way they had argued with one another about who was the greatest. And he, Jesus, sat down and called the twelve and said to them, If anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. And then Jesus took a child and put him in the midst of them. And taking him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. And whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it will resonate with our hearts in Jesus' name. I just got to talk to us about we have to serve each other. But the word that came out in my mind as as we were preparing this is that ambition has been getting a bad rap. Ambition if you remember, is to desire to achieve a particular end. It does not mean that ambition is bad. It does not mean that ambition is uh, uh, destructive. It it does not mean, it's just like money. Money is neutral. It's how it's used that gives you the positive or the negative results. So we have this situation where the disciples, and I, I, want, I want to note that it wasn't, it, Jesus had a whole herd of folks going with him. And, and, and the disciples followed the disciplined ones. And there were a group of them. And, and somebody somewhere in that group started talking about who is going to be the greatest. And it caused a, such a commotion that when they finally got to Capernaum and, and they thought, I guess they thought that Jesus didn't hear what they were talking about. So it says once he got them in the house, or, and he said, what was y'all talking about while we was walking? Have y'all ever been talking some, some noise and then one of your parents come around the corner and say, what you just say? And what do you always say? Nothing. Nothing. So I can see how the disciples was act I don't even think they said nothing I think they just looked straight ahead and act like he was talking to somebody in the back of the room but it says in verse uh, 35 it says and he sat down and called the twelve he said y'all come here let me let me let me speak with y'all a moment and he said to them now remember as I said there was a group of the disciples was not just the 12, it was a group of followers, but he called out these 12 that he picked, and he said, come here, let me talk to you. He says, if anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. Now, that contradicted what they were saying. The philosophy of heaven is... The greatest is the servant. The philosophy of earth is, is the servant is the least. And so the philosophy in the kingdom is, the servant, the greater your service, the greater you are. The the more you serve in the earth, in the earth mentality, means that you are the lowest, the least, and the worst. That is why when Jesus started washing the the, uh, disciples' feet, that was considered the lowest servant thing that you could do in the household. And he was trying to demonstrate what it was. If you want to be great, this is what you have to do. I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to wash someone's feet. But some feet need a power, what's that thing? Power washer in order to... To, for them to be washed. Uh, but think about this. They're walking around in, 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 in sandals and, and and in the dirt and all this. And so their, their feet were pretty messed up. But anyway, but he was saying that if you if anyone would be first. So he's not he's not saying you, 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 you are gonna be first. He's saying if anyone Wants to be first. You have to be last of all. You have to put everybody else before you. Everybody else's needs before yours. You have to put all this before you. And not only do you put them before you. But you make sure that they're successful as you're putting them before you. See that does the whole work. Jesus must have been smoking something. He, he, how is that? How can I be first if, I come in, if I'm if i coming in last? So what we are looking at is the fact that ambition, the desire to be the best, the desire to be the greatest, the desire to achieve is not necessarily a bad thing, but it's the intention behind why we have the ambition and so as we look at this we can see that ambition can be decisive divisive and it can cause shame because when you're being ambitious Sometimes in the world, philosophy is you got to put everybody down around you. You have to make sure that you're shining above everybody else. And I believe as they were doing this walk, I bet you they were pointing out to one another why you can't be the greatest. You're too short, you too tall, you too skinny, you too. Whatever they could do, they were being divisive, decisive, divisive about why. You can't be the greatest. But Jesus is saying, if you want to be the greatest, then you have to be the servant. So you have to have the philosophy of, I'm going to assist all of you all. And because I'm assisting all of you all in the kingdom philosophy, I am the greatest. So what was going, I believe what was going on, they, they sensed that Jesus was setting up his kingdom, that he was getting ready to assume his throne because time was winding up. He was telling them that it's time for me to finish what God has sent me here for. So they were looking forward to being the bosses. They are looking forward to having a position. So somebody was, they were trying to figure out is, who's going to be the vice president? of Jesus' company. Well, you can't be because you don't talk. Well, Peter, you know you can't be because you can't keep your mouth shut. You know, and they started doing all this, and so Jesus had to come in and say, y'all not catching this. Now, if we remember, there's only three that really got that, 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 that little special honor uh, from Jesus, and that was Peter, James, and John, right? And and Peter was the only one that was very distinguished because Jesus had to have dinner—I mean, a uh, breakfast with Peter—and and explain to him that you are responsible for feeding the sheep. Now, if we look at the life that these. Disciples lived. If we look at on the actual side of what happened, is all of them except for John were killed. Peter was actually crucified like Jesus, and by special request, he said, "I don't deserve to be crucified like Jesus. Uh, crucify me upside down," and that's how he became great because he served. And so the the, the 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 situation was that the ambition can become divisive. It can cause separation it can cause Confusion; it can cause uh, a, a, a disharmony, a disunity of an organization, and and so Jesus is saying, okay, it's no, it's okay for you to be ambitious, but your ambition should be to serve everybody. Amen. Amen. Be a servant; serve all, so that all can be served. So. Ambition, although it can be decisive, and it can cause harm, it can cause hurt feelings, it can cause all this pain, the thing is ambition needs instruction. If you are not looking at opportunities in your family to provide an environment by which you can help one another to achieve whatever the goal or the particular desire is, then we need to make adjustments. God has brought you into a family for a specific reason. The timing may not have been perfect. The timing may not have been right, but the timing was God. We find out that God works outside of time because he can see the beginning from the end. He can see the end from the beginning. He can see the middle of everything. Because God can see it all, he can work things out in a specific way that to us may not be the right time, but it is the God time. And so Jesus had to come in and correct the misconception about You're going to be in charge of other people, but you're not going to be in charge of, you're going to be the servant of other people. So he had to take the desire for this particular thing to be great in God's kingdom and say the philosophy of God's kingdom is to serve as strongly, as greatly as you possibly can, and that is how. The kingdom situation works. And so we can realize and we can look at that actually ambition is a virtue. It is is something that can be virtuous because you have a drive, you have a desire to accomplish a particular task, a particular duty. You, You want to make this happen. And so it is not... Necessarily wrong to desire to be great. It is the process that we go through that makes it good or bad. So if, if it's a desire to be great, it is also a desire to make a contribution. But how we make the contribution then becomes the point. Because Jesus, now think about this. When Jesus called the twelve together, he didn't say, y'all wrong. He reoriented what it was that they were seeking. He said, if you want to achieve what you were talking about on the road, this is the process. He took their ambition, he took their energy, he took their motives, he took their efforts, and he Faced it in the right direction. Because in the earth realm and how we think, ambition is to eliminate all other competition, put them all down, beat them down till there's only one victor. In the kingdom of God is lift everybody up, help everybody else out, and God will lift you in due time. So in the kingdom, the way to greatness is service. And being humble in your service. Not humility, but humble. If a man wishes to be great, then he must actively seek to serve others. No matter his position or his authority. He is to serve. He is to actively work for the sake and benefit of others. A man's ambition must not be to rule for the sake of holding position and authority and receiving honor from men. That is not the desire because if you are just seeking desire and honor from men, then you are going to be grossly disappointed. So when we look at this, The best way to teach this is in the home as we serve one another. And as I said, it doesn't matter your position or authority. The purpose is to serve. And sometimes in a traditional family, we can look at service as something that only the wife is supposed to do. We look at service as this is what the wife does. And that's take care of the children, take care of the house, and we, we try to categorize things and say this is what the wife is supposed to do. But I, I always laugh at this, this thing that if you look in the world, chefs are traditionally men but when you get into the house, they say that the women are supposed to cook. I, I, I'm just telling you my observations. And, 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 and I'm like, so are we saying that the men are not supposed to cook? Listen, I I thank God. My, my mother was like, okay. all right, hey, quick laughing. All right. Uh, <laughs> Lady Yolanda over there cheering. My mom, when when we were seven years old, when I was seven, she brought me in the kitchen. She said, you're going to learn how to cook so that you don't have to depend on no one to cook for you. Now, it wasn't in a mean way. She just wanted me to have an understanding of what it was to be able to cook. Now, at our home, she did most of the cooking. Daddy could cook some eggs, but I ain't going to mess with Daddy today. Uh, But... He cooked them daddy's way. But anyway, uh, the, the point is that sometimes we categorize stuff when it is a really a great time for us to provide service to one another. One of the things that that uh, we have done, Yolanda and I have done, we have started cooking together. Now, our techniques for cooking are totally different. However, we modify it so that we can do it together Uh because I am what you would probably call a a messy cook I just tear up everything and then at the end I clean up everything and my lovely bride is a clean cook she you know she'll do this and then she got to wipe all that see okay anyway that is the process that different people do but you have to learn how to come together and that is part of the service process when you allow a person to be themselves and to operate for themselves and be humble about it your way is not necessarily the right way your way is your way and so if we can understand it if we can serve one another we can create an environment in the household that then provides uh an environment where folks can have ideas and not feel like they have to be a certain thing i gotta have this idea that i gotta be better i gotta be stronger i gotta no the idea is to have your goals and then to come together with your family to support you in your goals a child can want to be an astronaut A child can want to be a doctor, a child can want to be any of those things, but we don't tell them why they cannot, we introduce them to why, what it is that they want to be. That becomes a serving their desire to to allow them to grow in the fact that if we tell our children, you can do anything you want to do, and they say, I want to be a fireman. And you say, why you want to be a fireman? That, that kind of sends a mixed message. We want to be just like Jesus, just be able to sit down and say, if you want to be a fireman, this is what you have to do. And then we start creating an environment you don't start setting stuff on fire and let them practice. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we start providing an environment where they can be exposed to what it is they desire to be, and we serve them an opportunity for them to see it for themselves so that they can make the decision on what they want to do. We spend too much time telling one another what they cannot or we cannot do that that is why I I believe that is probably some of the reason why when we get older, we start disconnecting from our family because they kept telling us what we can't and we get around friends or, or other people and they tell us what we can and we'd rather be with the cans than the cans alright you All right? Y'all, y'all catch that later on. But but that's what happens. We, 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 we hear stuff like, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 brother from another mother. Sister from another mister. Because in our family unit, what should be happening is there should be this servant environment where we are trying to push each other to greatness that it doesn't look like there's one person in the family that's trying to be great. It's just everybody supporting one another to be successful. We're serving one another. We're pushing. If you want to do this, I'm behind you 100%. I don't know why you want to do it, But, hey, if that's what you want to do, then do it. And when you create that type of environment, that means that mentally, emotionally, that person becomes stable because they know that in their family, I can have hope. I can have peace. I can can say it didn't work out, and they'll be like, okay, what do you want to try now? So when we create that environment, it creates a a safe environment whereby when we go forward as a family that everyone knows that we are all hands on deck behind whatever it is that they're going to do, no matter how crazy and cockamamie it may be, we're going to support them the best of our ability. But what we have created is this this, uh, uh, environment That we feel like it is uh, coming against me. Why don't you want to be like me? Because I'm not you. I want to be me. Can you help me to become me? And if we can do that, if we can have that attitude of serving one another, and so that we can help to build up one another as we're serving one another, we will create the environment that everyone is seeking to have peace in the family. When Jesus set all this out, he said, let me show you one final example. He gets a little child, and he has a child come in there. Now, in that environment, children were hardly seen and hardly heard. But Jesus brings this child out. First he brings him in front of him, and then Jesus picks up the child and holds the child in front of it and says, Unless you can be like this child, a child does not lose its imagination." a child thinks far outside without any limitations he does he's just like why can't I do that? It makes sense to me well because a B C and D I still think I can do it you know and and they have this mentality this innocence that anything can be done and that's why if you look through scripture, it's always talking about that we got to have this childlike mentality. That we can believe, even though it don't look like we should be believing, we can still believe because why? Because we just believe. And so we have to grab hold of that example that Jesus used for the disciples. He says, if you receive one as a little child, we nurture children. We encourage children. As you see Jesus holding a child, you know, we're doing all these things to encourage. Why can't we do that to one another in the family? It doesn't matter what it, who it is. It's just wrap your arms around them, pull them in and say, I love you and I believe in you. And that's contrary to some things I've heard some people say to their children. Some things I've heard husbands say to wives and some things I've heard wives say to husbands. But if we're serving one another, we're encouraging one another, and we are being humble toward one another, it will cause a unity in the family. And God says, I commend my blessings. I command my blessings to show up wherever there is unity well just for your your knowledge we have one more episode that we're going to do next sunday and then we'll be done with this five foundational truths regarding a healthy family but i want to again put them back in your ears The healthy family puts God first. They provide for each other. They have conversations about God. And today we discovered they serve each other. Let us get a mindset of service towards one another. Now with that being said, if you have not made a decision or if you have not come to the realization that you cannot do this, you cannot allow others or uh, uh, elevate others above yourself, then you realize that you need Jesus. Jesus has paid the price for you in order for you to be reconciled back to God, getting back into right standing with God who created you. And it's the process is so simple. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And it says, for with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. So what God is saying is that you realize that in yourself you can't do this. You need some help, some encouragement to become all this that you desire to be number one and what God has designed you to be number two. And the Bible also goes on to say that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And we emphasize this, this is not a situation whereby you are in this by yourself. We, uh, I I say it like this, this is not an individual event, this is a team sport, and we come together and we assist you along this journey. We encourage you, we set up and we become that family, uh, an addition to your family to assist you along this journey if that is the decision that you have desired to make today we want you to let us know either via email at info at god'shousecc.com that's info at Godshousecc.com or you can text us and let us know that I made the decision today at 864920. 0100, that's 864-920-0100, let us know and we will come alongside you and assist you along this journey. Well friends and family, that's it for this week. Episode number four is in the book, Serve Each Other. With that being said, our final episode is next Sunday, come along, come, come, come to the location, come to the Facebook, any way you need to get there, come in and check us out next Sunday as we close out this series, and until that time, God's blessings be upon you, in Jesus' name.